Today is May the 12th. Just how bad was the division between Jesus and the Pharisees? Let's find out together as we read from the passion narratives of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Today, as we read through the Bible in a year in the Gospels, I'd like you to read from Matthew chapter 22, verse 23, through the end of chapter 23. You'll find parallel passages to that in Mark 12, from 18 to 44, the end of that chapter, and in Luke 20, from verse 27 to chapter 21, verse 4. In this passage, there are six paragraphs that are repeated. First of all, Matthew, Mark, and Luke share a discussion about the resurrection. The Pharisees approached Jesus, and they gave what they thought was a difficult question. It was a question that they couldn't answer. They told the story of a, of a man who married a woman. Uh, the man died young. The man had six brothers. There were a total of seven sons. So as was Jewish tradition when they were childless, the uh, oldest brother married the wife of uh, his dead brother. They too were childless. He died, the fifth brother, then the fourth, the third, going all the way down to the youngest brother. I could imagine that was a very unhappy uh, wedding, but ultimately all seven brothers uh, were married to this woman without giving her, his own family, a son. They asked the question, so in heaven, who is this woman married to? She was married to all seven of the brothers. Jesus responds very simply, you just don't have a clue, do you? <laughs> in heaven, you're not given in marriage. Heaven is not for marriage. Heaven is for different purposes. And uh, he then goes on to talk about the resurrection. He says, you presented me that question because you truly don't believe in the resurrection. Let me ask you something. And he says, if all through the Old Testament, God is presented as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob must have been alive in some way, shape, or form. They are coming back to life. Pharisees couldn't answer him. They sent another man, a young man, to him to ask him a question, what's the greatest commandment? This was a huge debate between two famous uh, Pharisees, Hillel and Shammai. There, the story goes that each one of those Pharisees, Hillel and Shammai, who lived about 75 years before Jesus, were asked to quote the law while standing on one leg. Shammai said, I can't. There are 610 laws. I can't balance myself on one leg for that time. Hillel said, I can. He stood on one leg and said, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. Put his foot back down. <laughs> so that's the summary of all of the law. Jesus says Hillel was right. If you love, if you love God and love your neighbor, that is all of the commands. 
Um, the young man in some of the, uh, uh, not, not in Matthew, but in Mark and Luke, says, that's a good answer. I agree with you. And Jesus said, you are so close. You are so close. At the end of that, the Pharisees didn't ask any more questions. Jesus then went on the attack. Jesus asks them a question. You say that the Messiah is the son of David, don't you? And they said, yes. He said, then how does David call his son, his Lord, his master? And he quotes a, 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 a psalm. The Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Since David called the Messiah my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? And they couldn't answer him. He went on to talk about uh, other things. And at that point, the Pharisees stopped questioning Jesus. Now, in Matthew chapter 23, this is unique to Matthew. Jesus looks at the Pharisees and he says, Woe to you! Seven times, seven woes to the Pharisees. He starts off by saying to the crowd, listen to the teachers of religious law. When they give you God's word, God's word is important, but don't do what they do because they are blind guides of the blind. Verse 13 what sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees. You shut the door of heaven in people's faces. Verse 15. Woe to you, you cross land and sea to make one convert. And then you turn that convert into twice the child of hell that you are. Verse 16. Woe to you, blind guides of the blind. Verse 23, woe to you, hypocrites. You're careful to tithe even the tiniest bit of incense from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice, mercy, and faith. Verse 25, woe to you, Pharisees, hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup before you drink from it, but inside you are rotting to the very core. Verse 27, woe to you. You're like whitewashed tombs, painted beautiful white on the outside, full of dead bones on the inside. Verse 29, the seventh one. Woe to you, Pharisees, hypocrites. You build tombs for the prophets that your own ancestors killed. Then Jesus moves on, verse 37. Woe to you, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. Here, Jesus is predicting his own death. How bad was the division between the Pharisees and Jesus? It was bad. The Pharisees now sought to kill Jesus. Jesus now isolated himself from contact with the Pharisees. That division.
led to Jesus' death. Even his death on the cross for the Pharisees themselves. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll answer the question, what did Jesus say about his own second coming?